Peter and I are going to tag team on this presentation. My role is to just briefly introduce to you what, what the IFRI, IFPRI country programs, and I'm going to talk about the methodology we used and the case studies that we drew upon to make our, our uh, findings, and then Peter will follow me with uh, the detailed uh, findings that we, we have. So my, my, I, I need to be fast so that Peter has time. So just a brief overview of the IFPRI country program offices. I can't say uh, um, too much about them, but let me say a couple of things. One is that, of course, IFPRI has uh, outposted staff in many more countries than this. So the way we define country programs for the studies were offices that were formed to look at a range of issues with at least one key objective being to help support national policies in that country. So we, ha uh, so we have, uh, other, in addition to this, we have regional offices and other staff that are posted to um, manage projects. Um, we have had a number of country programs uh, operating over the course of time. There were very, a few very early ones in the early 1980s in Bangladesh, in Malawi, and in Egypt. Um, but it was not till after 2003 where there was a concerted effort to decentralize in, in, in IFPRI and following that there was a much, much greater expansion of, of the IFPRI country programs into what they call the country strategy and support programs. And maybe just a, one other point to make is that s some of the programs had a very finite life. Uh, they're no longer continuing, the, the ones that are on this map here. Uh, others have con continued for various phases of time. Some in some countries we had a program and, and then after many years have, have renewed it. So there's all different types of, of, of situations. This gives you just a general overview of how the how IFRI decentralization process has um, progressed over the years. So you'll see that in the yellow bars at the top are the number of outposted IRS internationally, internationally recruited staff. Um, over the years, and you can see around 2004-05, um, after the country programs were opened, that, that there was a tremendous expansion in the numbers up to, to 44 today. So let me talk about the objectives of the studies. Um, Karen actually mentioned it already, a midterm assessment of IPRI country programs and decentralization strategy to find lessons for making them more effective. We have three sub-objectives which define three different studies that we did. In, um, as part of this uh, analysis. One is to identify factors that are associated with successful cases of informing policies and improving capacity, and this drew upon reflections of IFPRI country program leaders, and I'll talk to you uh, in a minute about how we did that. A second one was to con conduct an in-depth assessment of country strategy support programs in Africa with a focus on a few selected countries, and that drew upon reflections from a, a number of stakeholders, and that involved an ex external consultant that we hired to do that. And then third was we wanted to try to develop an advance um, and to, 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 to see whether a methodology was feasible and possible to look at the quantitative impact of the, of the country programs or the decentralization process. So we had a, a quantitative study that we've done. We're not going to talk too much about that today, however, because that in itself would require, I think, its own uh, sem policy seminar. But we will mention a couple of results, and I'll, and I'll give you a flavor for how we did that. So the conceptual design is, so each of these columns represent a, a different study that we did. So uh, the on the green one on your left, we, we started off the whole process by having a, a survey that we sent to current uh, country program leaders. They identified many successes, successes that they had, um, going back in time too, drawing upon successes that may have happened from one of their predecessors as well. From that, we, we, we took a sample that we wanted to uh, 
to use in a, in, a, in a more detailed, structured questionnaire with each of the country program leaders. And for here, we, we wanted to focus on a very tangible outcome that happened and one to which they could speak to very well, that they were quite closely involved in, as opposed to some of the other successes that may have been from a predecessor, for example. Um, then we, 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 Peter and I interviewed all of them, uh, and in the course of that, although we focus on a particular success, we gleaned a lot of other lessons uh, during the course of the interviews about what works in general, what uh, doesn't work, uh, and why some other uh, research hadn't had the same success. So we, we, we completed that study, and there's a paper on that. So that that, um, that uh, study fed into a, this deeper dive um, into the African country programs. So uh, we had uh, Eric Tollins was a, a part of our team, and he interviewed quite a few stakeholders, uh, the country program leaders uh, related to the Africa work. And then he visited three countries that were listed before. So he visited Malawi and Ghana and Uganda, talked to a range of stakeholders, also sent out a formal survey as well to draw upon. Um, and then on the basis of that, we tried to combine some of his findings on the qualitative side, which, which the ones we, we had as well. And from the two of them, we've developed a synthesis paper that will um, that we have as well. And then finally, on the quantitative side, we thought, well, with, with uh, the awareness that we have had such um, strong uh, qualitative impacts, we thought that um, this would provide the, the justification for going ahead and trying to see if we could quantify those. So Sam Benin led, led some work uh, to look at this, covering 57 countries over 33 years. And uh, there's a lot of challenges in this kind of analysis, uh, having the right uh, structure of the models, uh, missing data on potential control variables, et cetera. So the, the results, we have to put a, a lot of conservative, they're very conservative, uh, cautionary types of results. And we won't talk too much about those results today, but if, if for those of you who have picked up the brief, you'll see that there's a brief on that. Okay, so for the, the country program leader interviews, so as I mentioned, we, we interviewed all current uh, country strategy support program leaders as of 2017, and we also looked at and talked to uh, former leaders in Bangladesh, uh, China, DRC, for example. And as I mentioned, we agreed to focus on the case study examples where uh, there was a clear uh, outcome and the influence was perceived to be significant. We focused <clears throat> on the importance of the research itself, how, how uh, unique it was, the quality of the research, um, the relevance of the research, the partnerships, communications, and other outreach activities in achieving these outcomes. We wanted to get from them uh, a better sense of what was most important um, in helping to achieve uh, influence. And then we looked at uh, the, the kaleidoscope model um, to give us some guidance on how we might analyze uh, the, the, these successes as well, whether there were other influencing factors um, <clears throat> that were either inhibiting or facilitating uh, policy change. Oops, I don't know why I did that. Okay, so. Just then, finally, before I, uh, the, sorry, they had two more slides. So the in-depth study, um, this, as I mentioned, it was Professor Eric Towns did this. So he reviewed materials from six countries, uh, Ethiopia, Ghana, Malawi, Mozambique, Nigeria, and Uganda. And as I mentioned, he, he visited three of those countries for in-depth interviews. And he focused on the effectiveness of the programs and the areas for improvement in IPRI and external environment. So he was asking the stakeholders about their perceived uh, how they perceive IFPRI in terms of the relevance of their work, their partnerships, their capacity building, their outreach uh, effectiveness, et cetera, those kinds of things. 
And then my last slide is just to introduce briefly the, the country program success study cases. So they come from these eight, uh, various countries, and there's, uh, in some cases we just have one example from a country and some we have more. Um, I won't go into all the details of these, but just to say a, a few things is some of these were quite closely embedded into decision-making processes that were underway. So there was, say, a, a, a drought. There was an, another crisis where, they, where information was needed quickly to make a decision, or in Costa Rica they needed to sign the Central America Free Trade Agreement by a certain deadline. So that information fit into a well-designed process. In other areas, there, there, the work was uh, not in, in, uh, embedded in such processes and, and, and often involved longer uh, gestation periods of doing research and outreach and research and trying to disseminate the results and, and to get some, some responses. But as you can see from here, there's a, a range of uh, work on programs, on, on policies, on, uh, and on capacity as well. And um, so I think that's all I'll say, but you'll get a little bit more flavor for some of the work when Peter pre presents his findings. So thank you.